Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. It's the 21st of January. It's almost February already. Ford Mustang Shelby GT500 is supposed to debut at Chicago, apparently. And it's also supposedly supposed to have over 700 horsepower and... That's about as much as we know currently. Sounds interesting, though. That's for sure. Wonder what that's going to do for the HCAT twins. Volvo's main engine plant in Sweden has gone entirely carbon neutral. Actually, speaking of racing, for those of you that haven't seen it, there will not be any Wheel of Wednesday this month because I have educational commitments right now. So, Wheel of Wednesday will be back in February, so look out for it then. Probably, it's going to be early February when it comes back. BMW cuts emissions and adds equipment to European models. Lexus executives want a production version of the LF1 Limitless concept really badly, apparently. I don't. It's official. The 2019 Volkswagen Golf Mark A is entering production June of next year. So 2019. Aston Martin boss expresses doubts over Dyson's electric car goals. Budget Dacia Logan shapeshifts into something more premium via a rendering. Doesn't really look like a Dacia to me, but it does look pretty good. New York City could charge motorists to enter busy sections of Manhattan. Please don't. That'd be like the congestion charge in London. $13 million Rolls-Royce Sweet Tail drops by Abu Dhabi showroom for photo op. EU's microwave oven emits as much CO2 as 7 million cars, says a study. Told you guys, it's not cars, it's food. And apparently food-related items. Is the Skoda Korak even better than the, v- than the Volkswagen Tiguan? I think that's really an opinionated question, or a question of opinions. Brits ditch white as black becomes their new favorite car color. And both can, and to me typically are, pretty dreary. Tesla's new 21-inch Model S wheels go f- go for a pretty expensive sum of $4,500. Why would you put... Unless I'm missing the mark that there are 21-inch tires on other cars, I don't understand why you'd want tires that big on a Model S. On anything, really. I mean, even on trucks when you have the giant lifted ones and they're like 30, you know, 25-inch wheels. Why? Someone explain that to me. Volkswagen T-Cross Swallow SUV coming this year. Could debut at the Paris Auto Show. Lamborghini Development Director hints an electrified Aventador successor. I don't know how many people would be happy about that. Cadillac President opens up about future lineup. Promises a handful of EVs. 2019 Chevrolet Camaro tipped to receive the Corvette 7-speed manual. PSA is already working on vehicles for the U.S. The development of those vehicles are getting some help from Opel, interestingly enough. Although I'm pretty sure PSA now owns Opel and I think Vauxhall now? So, Mercedes abandons plan for diesel engines in the U.S. All new 2019 Audi Q3 still in the midst of undergoing tests. Long wheelbase Mercedes-Benz GLC ready for China debut. Cadillac boss criticizes extremely clunky Apple CarPlay. Well, you put it in your car... You may have put in your car, so you had the choice not to. Toyota is considering building an FJ Cruiser replacement. Wonder what that would look like. 2020 Mercedes GLB compact SUV actually looks not so compact, and I agree. Ferrari 488 GTO leaked specs reveal 700 horsepower race engine and lots, lots of carbon. Probably carbon fiber. New Renault Megane RS detailed in 132 images. See... Remember what I was talking about last week where we haven't really heard a lot about the Megane RS? There you go. I still hold what I said to be relatively true, though. 2019 BMW Z4 starts, dro- stops drop- starts dropping camouflage as debut edges closer. 
All I really care about is that new Supra replacement. Let's be honest here, no one's really... I don't think anyone's really anticipating that new Z4 in the same way the Super, and it's because the Z4, the new Z4, what does it really have to live up to? It's just another convertible BMW sports car. That's not the M3, and that's not an M4 convertible. It's just, you know, another Z4. But this new Toyota sports car is interesting because Toyota hasn't made a sports car of this level. And when I say that, what I mean is I'm disregarding the GT86, the suit. Subaru helped Toyota develop that. Not that it, not that it's not a sports car in its in its own right, but that goes up against Miatas. This thing is supposed to go up against, I would suspect, Boxsters, Four Cs, maybe Genesis Coupes, if that were still a thing. You know, stuff on that level. Junior sports cars. What's another junior sports car? I'm not gonna say Lexus. Even though it would be interesting if Lexus did do one. Toyota has a Super. They have that covered. Cars of that caliber. Nissan 370Z. That's another one. Yeah, cars like that. That's what the Supra is supposed to go up against. And we have, and, Super, and Toyota hasn't had a car of that caliber in a long while. And then again, it also is carrying the Supra nameplate, which is adding in a lot of, I think, worry in the car enthusiast sector. Because what I've seen a lot of people say is, Toyota, please, make the new Supra not suck. That That's what I have been seeing a fair bit. I think that's what people were saying about the NSX as well. But outside of people being are excited for the new Supra because it's a, it's a Toyota sports car on the level of the 370Z and what have you, and we haven't seen a car like that from Toyota in a little while, at least on this side of the pond, and it's carrying the Supra nameplate, and people wanted to, you know, do justice to the legacy of the Supra. 60% of cars in the UK will need to be ultra-low emissions to meet EU targets. China's Beidou search engine engages in making HD batch autonomous cars. Ford adds over 360,000 vehicles to airbag recall. The B5 is the fastest accelerating Alpina ever and it's on display in Abu Dhabi. Lexus executive says LFA successor might eventually materialize. I wonder how long eventually means to this Lexus executive. I would suspect maybe four years, five years from now. Hyundai's facelift at Tucson stopped playing in the snow. Mercedes S-Class to get level 3 autonomy driving technology in 2020. Buick wants to tackle BMW and Mercedes with a Venier sub-brand. Yeah, they may they may be able to get BMW. I kind of doubt it, but I really doubt they'll be able to get Mercedes. And you see, and I don't understand, that's Cadillac's market. That is Cadillac's market. What The Venier sub-brand is supposed to be, I don't know, Lincoln? And even Lincoln seems to be trying to go after Mercedes and BMW. So what is that? So what is what does that leave the Avenger brand to be? The Platinum Ford car is that where it's going up against? That, that's what I don't understand. If if this Avenger thing is a sub brand, and that Lacrossing that we saw just in the last podcast were, was in around the pricing bracket of a Cadillac, what does that leave for Buick? If they're trying to go after BMW and Mercedes. Doesn't that mean they're going to start stepping on the toes of Cadillac a little bit? They'd have to turn Cadillac up onto another level, and not that they couldn't do, not that they can't do that, but are they going to do that? Because if they're not, they may, Buick and Cadillac may start cannibalizing sales from each other. Don't know yet. Datsun Cross unveiled as the brand's first crossover, and it looks interesting. It's not brilliant, but we've seen worse cars, and hey, this is the first new car from Datsun I've seen in a very long time, so yay. BMW iNex concept to spearhead new family of autonomous EVs. Let's say that this iNex concept is going to become a sedan, and they're going to call it the iNex. What's the next car going to be? The iSuccessor? 
the iProtege. It's probably the next the, the cars or whatever the Inex name car represents. The Inex name is probably not going to be put on a car because frankly it makes no sense. It makes less sense than putting Superb on a car like the Skoda. You have the Skoda Superb. So what? So then what happens when you have the next car, the Skoda even Superber? The problem with using words like that to describe something as great is when the next new and improved or what should be new and improved car comes along what do you do to make that car have a better name than the car that came before because obviously it should be better right so the name should reflect that right this is why using you know general names or and dare i say even generic names might be better because you don't run yourself into that trap and of course you could you could just say oh they'll just keep the bloodline oh well this is a skoda superb and here's this this, this and this generation of it but then you get the punch. Oh, is this going to superb, superber than the last superb? <laughs> yeah. Personally, I just stay away from that. That'd be like saying Dodge Challenger, great, or the Dodge, great. Well, then what's the next Challenger? The Dodge Incredible. And speaking of Incredible, who, how many of you are ready for Incredibles two? I, eh, I don't really care. I like the Incredibles new movie, but it didn't grip me like it did for a lot of other people. Wally gripped me a lot more, substantially more than than uh, The Incredibles, and also a thought just came to my mind, the Skoda, the Skoda Substantial. <laughs> I don't know, I, while they've done that, I'm just sitting here like, when are you going to do a Wally 2? When are you going to make a Wally 2? You've done The Incredibles 2, and you waited a decade for it, what are you going to do now? Oh well. And a few people are probably saying, oh well, with all these, you know, remakes, Pixar slash Disney Animation is running out of ideas. I haven't watched Coco or a fair few of the modern Disney Pixar movies, mostly because they're kind of boring to me. The Incredibles is the only one out of those that I'd actually watch. And now you have Marvel's Infinity War, just going to steal all the views from them. But anyway, I wouldn't say they're running out of ideas so much as they're running out of good ones. I kind of feel like they're running out of good ideas. I don't, I'm not saying Coco is bad. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to make that assumption right now. But I am getting the impression that they are starting to run out of good ideas. Cars 3, I watched it, admittedly, and I was probably the only teen in that movie. One of the few teens in that movie theater, so it was kind of, it was a little bit awkward, but it was, it was a fun movie. But yeah, they, they did a good job with that. But what are you going to do next after that? Because you have Coco, I think we may be having like a Coco 2, I don't know, we're going to get another Toy Story. Just what, Disney? Anyway, many tangent aside... I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. Car books, car shows, car merchandise, car games, and even a car podcast, that's who I am. Do you realize when you're doing the things you love, it's not work? I'm Cody Wagner, host of Cody's Car Conundrum, and my passion is absolutely everything cars. My purpose in creating Cody's Car Conundrum is to be a resource for all things cars, from games to product development, product reviews, and even writing new automotive books and articles. With my mom's help, I've created a GoFundMe campaign to help me upgrade my computer equipment, and Xbox, and even my podcasting equipment, too. I also have created t-shirts, and I'm looking to market those as well as my books. Visit my campaign at www.gofundme.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum. Help me show teenage entrepreneurs you can follow your passion, and people will help you move to the next level. Thank you for any donation, big or small. Once again, go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum. Hello, we are back. Transportation sector named as the worst polluter in the U.S., and that is simply not true. That's what the food industry wants you to believe. Anyway, let's get into the study, because I'm actually really curious. For a long time, everyone has been pointing the finger to cars. Carbon dioxide emissions playing a big part in the climate change that's affecting the planet. Well, guess what? 
A new report out of Europe indicates that microwave ovens are also having a serious impact on CO2 levels. A study by the University of Manchester determined the emissions of carbon dioxide produced by microwaves during their construction use and all the way through to the waste disposal. What they found out is that in the, Euro in the European Union alone, microwave ovens emit as much carbon as nearly 7 million cars, the Guardian reports. What's more, the emissions of 19 microwaves used over a year are the same as those from a car. Mind you, by the end of the decade, annual sales of microwave ovens in Europe in the European Union are expected to reach 135 million. Efforts to reduce consumption should focus on improving consumer awareness and behavior to use appliances more efficiently. For example, electricity consumption by microwaves can be reduced by adjusting the time of cooking to the type of food. The authors of the report state. Does no one else do that? When I cook, let's say, like my mom has chai, and she, a lot of the time, doesn't drink it all the way through. She'll leave like a quarter, like properly a quarter to the, to the bottom of the cup. And if you cook chai, let's say 35 seconds, it'll boil over. And I, don't, and I don't mean like boiling water, but it'll foam over, it won't foam. For some reason, the chai rises and it'll spill over the cup and all over the microwave. And what I've done is cook it about five seconds at least three to four times, maybe ten seconds at least three times, so that the chai doesn't have enough time to spill over because it's getting overcooked, apparently. Or when I cook, let's say, stir-fry. I cook that, and this may be a bit too much, but two minutes because I like it really, really hot. And, because when it's really, really hot, it's really, really good. But when, and some foods are, I think, have a thicker density, ergo, it's harder for the heat to get in, so you have to cook it for longer, but does everyone generally just cook food for, you know, three minutes? You're overcooking everything. Even so, a professor of carbon management at the University of Edinburgh, David Ray, I guess, says that consumers should be more concerned with the CO2 produced by cars than the, in, than the, than the environmental impact of microwave ovens. <sighs> Way to backtrack on that. We should be more concerned with the CO2. No, we should be more concerned with the CO2 from, oh, I don't know, animals. That's what we should be doing. This guy goes on to say, yes, there are a lot of microwaves in the EU. And yes, they use electricity, but their emissions are dwarfed by those from cars. <clears throat> Not true. There are around 30 million cars in the UK alone, and these emit way more than all the emissions from the microwaves in the EU. Latest study, latest data show that passenger cars in the UK emitted 69 million tons of CO2 equivalent in 2015. This is 10 times the amount these new microwave oven study. Wait, this is 10 times the amount this new microwave oven study estimates for annual emissions from all the microwave ovens in the whole of the EU, Ray says. Although no one is suggesting you should discard your microwave oven for good, it is eye-opening to discover the CO2 emissions that just one every everyday appliance produces. Anyway, let's get on to the, uh, the Ford recall. Ford is recalling even more models equipped with faulty airbag inflators supplied by Takata. Takata, sorry. The latest action, which is part of the NHTSA's planned expansion, counts a total of 364,523 vehicles, 327,796 3, of which are in the United States in federalized territories, and 36,727 in Canada. The models, are the models affected are the 2009-2010 Ford Mustang, Fusion, Range, Edge, Lincoln MKZ, MKX, and Mer Mercury Milan, and the 2013 Mustang whose front passenger airbag inflators will be replaced by the automaker's technicians free of charge. Alongside the, the Takeda airbag recall expansion, Ford has announced a separate campaign for 363 units of the 2018 Ford Expedition and Lincoln Navigator in the USA and Canada made from November 27th to December 9th, 2017. According to the Michigan-based automaker, the SUVs have an incorrect electronic component in the rear power-operated win windows. 
which could prevent them from automatically reversing when they encounter an obstruction, thus increasing the risk of injury. Ford's dealers, Ford's dealers will inspect the faulty component and replace it with a new one free of charge if necessary. Bentley Bentayga set for Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. Can't wait to see that thing fall over. No. <laughs> 2020 Mercedes CLA prototype already showing AMG GT concept inspired lines. Tesla employee charged with DUI after crashing Model 3 in California. He's probably going to get fired if he hasn't been already. Tudor Range Rover Coupe prototype spotted for the first time? No way! Oh, that's cool! Like, that's properly cool. Sweet. I'm not normally a fan of two-door SUVs, because to some degree they're kind of pointless. But I wouldn't mind seeing a Range Rover Coupe. That's not the Evoque. A proper, bigger Range Rover. Sweet. Can't wait to see that when it's finished. If it, if it, and hopefully it does, come to production. Electric AMGs are coming, but not before launching new 805 horsepower hybrids. Volkswagen Up GTI comes to the UK with a starting price of £13,750. Near enough, probably 19 grand, maybe 18. Skoda is bringing an updated Fabia to Geneva. And if Ferrari's bringing their 488, that might get overshadowed. Though to be fair, considering how many supercars are in Geneva, basically anything that isn't one gets overshadowed. Citroen to replace C5 and C6 with new large saloon by 2020. Lamborghini closes 17 with the 17th consecutive sales record. 2018 Hyundai Sonata aces new stricter IHS crash test. BMW announces second generation X4 is coming this year. 2019 Cadillac XC4 will reportedly debut in New York. McLaren rules out a crossover won't follow Ferrari and Lamborghini. BMW X3 will reportedly gain a diesel engine in the US. BMW wants to charge you annually for Apple CarPlay. As if paying for a BMW alone with all the options wasn't enough. Lexus LC convertible reportedly coming within the next two years. BMW is indeed considering a more powerful i8 variant. Tesla to improve voice control functionality on the Model 3. Pirelli developed six different tires with the Lamborghini Urus. Face of the 2018 Toyota Land Cruiser is yours from 32,795 pounds in the UK or probably $38,000 here in the US. Welsh government purchases 3% stake in TVR. Jamie Foxx poses alongside the crazy Resvani tank. You know how some cars are so overdone, you just can't get over how horrible they look? Yeah, that's how I feel about the Resvani tank. It is the amount of overkill. If, if Jamie Foxx enjoys that view, all the power to him, because I can't. Nor can I really justify spending $150,000 for a really pumped up Wrangler. I don't mind the fact that it's on a Wrangler platform. I really don't. But I'd rather get a regular Wrangler, because that to me looks better. I'd rather pay $150,000 for a regular Wrangler with a bunch of modifications on it than a Resvani tank. That's what I would do. But of course, then again, I wouldn't pay $150,000 for a Wrangler. I wouldn't pay $150,000 for a, a G-Class. All-electric Ferrari supercar will leave its rivals in the dust. I thought Ferrari wasn't going to do... That doesn't make sense to me because the LaFerrari, with its hybrid system, can't go into a to an electric-only mode. So then why are they now going to make a full-on electric car? Beats me. Infinity to become a highly electrified brand. Opel skipping Geneva show as it has no new products to present. 2018 Volkswagen Atlas model get price bump. Gets a price bump. McLaren inaugurates new carbon composites technology center. Lincoln Co. looking for an assembly plant in North America. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this now. See you all after a word from our sponsors. Moms and dads, are you looking for Steam and STEM games, websites, and even clothing for your daughter? Is she showing you at a young age that she is not into dolls and fashion, but instead space, chemistry, dinosaurs, robots, and even art? 
I'm Erica Wagner of Science Her Way. My YouTube channel is a resource for minority girls interested in STEAM and STEM. It contains product reviews, STEAM and STEM games, and art. With my mom's help, I have a GoFundMe campaign to help me upgrade my equipment, take some online courses on 2D and 3D programs, market my shirt designs, and my books. Go to my campaign at www.gofundme.com slash scienceherway. Help me show girls all over the world that there are girls just like them who love STEAM and STEM and is a teenpreneur. Thank you for any donation, big or small. Once again, go to www.gofundme.com slash scienceherway. I'll see you in the next dimension. Hello, we're back. I was ranting off screen, so I may be a little bit buzzed right now. Anyway, original original Land Rover Defender returns with 400 horsepower V8 Special Edition, and apparently someone on Twitter said, or Car Throttle, said I've been saying that they should have been doing this for that they should have done this for decades, and they have now done it. The only thing I could say is don't take it to a track day. As fun as a 400 horsepower Land Rover Defender might sound, and indeed it probably is a, a whole lot of fun, don't take it to a track day. It may fall over, especially if you go the wrong way around Spa, which the officials would never let you do anyway. Or if you go to Laguna Seca, even if they don't have a defender here and you're illegally importing it just to go down the courts through, you may fall over. Get schooled on how to drag race the 840 horsepower Dodge Demon at Bob Bondurant's, you know, racing school. That's right, Dodge has now given Bondurant some demons to play with. So, pay for that trip come this summer. Audi and BMW workers strike in Germany. Record-breaking Koenigsegg Agera RS takes a stand at Detroit Auto Show. Sergio Marchione confirms Wrangler pickup for 2019. Pacifica-based crossover coming soon as well. Ford to launch 40 plug-in hybrid vehicles and electric vehicles by 2020. Sorry, by 2022. And I know that's just a short few years away, but it's not that short few years away. Do, do they even have the money to do that? I don't know. Oh well. Kia Sorento Diesel reportedly coming to America in 2019. We're also known as NEXT YEAR! NEXT YEAR! Not that any of us are completely mad about that. All new GMC Sierra coming soon will be more unique than before. And as far as I can tell, all that means it'll be more unique to the Silverado than before. Which, quite honestly, I don't think that's all that hard to do. Marcione says FCA isn't looking to sell Jeep to the Chinese. And apparently they're not selling FCA to the Chinese at all anyway. Yay! Is that all she came in here for? Oh well, I'm gonna keep going, I'm not gonna pause. I'm not gonna stop. What's so serious? 2019 Jeep Cherokee gets a silver, silver new face and turbo option, and if you ask a lot of people, including me, it looks better. Not that I had a problem with the one before, but I do like the way that it looks now. Dramatic crash sends Nissan flying into the second floor of a dentistry. Even the second floor of a house. If someone crashes a car into the third floor of a hotel, I'm gonna say it right then and there. No floor is safe. No floor on any building is safe ever. New Skoda Kamek crossover is a China-only affair. And if this is not a rendering, oh gosh, I am not, not looking forward to that because that looks pretty, just so ill to me. Magna's new military-derived radar scans the road in four dimensions. Sorry, Europe, you won't be getting the 2019 Volkswagen Jetta. Though, to be fair, I don't know how many people actually care for the new Jetta. It's not a bad car. It looks kind of like a mini Passat, I'll be honest, but it's one of those really unremarkable cars that, oh, hey, new Jetta. Cool. Like, you know, like a Camry. 2019 Hyundai Tucson faces to become edgier, but not too much. Gak's American Invasion includes this run-of-the-mill GA4 sedan. Toyota Hilux gets even more rugged with new trims down under. 
Mitsubishi upgrades L200 pickup truck to tow heavier stuff. Kia to launch level 4 autonomous systems by 2021. Seems like they're trying to outdo Mercedes. Hot Hyundai Veloster N, it's finally here, including the new Veloster, comes with a 275 horsepower engine and it shifts its focus on the Ford ST. Probably the Fiesta or the Focus. And can I just say, not that this is too much against the Veloster, but a Jeep Wrangler with the new 2-liter e-torque engine, <laughs> probably codenamed the Hurricane, even though it should have been called that anyway, has 270, and you could probably get 5 more horsepower from an intake and an exhaust. Although, to be fair, the Veloster will be a lot lighter, better handling for on-road stuff and what have you, but I'm saying from a pure engine standpoint, I find that to be rel pretty interesting, to say the least. 2019 Kia Forte arrives with Stinger design cues and new tech. GAC Motors thinks N-Verge concept captures young Americans' taste in SUVs, and I beg to differ. It doesn't look bad, but I don't think that's what Americans have people are, uh, are looking for. 2019 Acura RDX prototype is almost ready for the road. Kia Telluride full-size SUV concept reportedly heading to production, and that would be pretty interesting. 2019 Toyota Avalon edges closer to, edges closer to Lexus, adds Apple CarPlay too, and adds on a whole heap ton of ugliness. Looks are in the, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And there is no beauty in this, beho in this beholder. I can't, it has the biggest Gaping mouth. I I thought the Camry was bad. This Avalon takes the cake. It's like Toyota's designers are trying to emulate Lexus a little bit, except without having the whole you know how the Lexus grill looks, the whole hourglass thing. You know, small. Well, I say hourglass. It's like an hourglass that's smaller at the top and bigger at the bottom. Okay, Toyota hasn't done that shape of a of, for their grill, but they have made it so prominent. It's over. It looks horrible. It's a big, gaping mouth. It looks... You know how some people say, Oh, I'm going to give you a fat lip. You know what? Toyota's giving Avalon a fat mouth. That's what happened. Toyota, what happened? You used to create, at the very least, boring designs. They weren't ugly. They were just boring. Now you're creating boring... No, now you're creating just ugly designs. Not boring-ish. But they're just flat out ugly. What are you doing? Please, stop the madness. If, if this is what the Avalon is looking like, I'm not having a... A whole lot of hope for the Supra. The concept looked great. I like the concept, that FT1 thing. That new Supra better look close to it because I don't want it to look anything like that. Good grief. Honestly, I thought the Camry was the worst offender of this giant oversized grill. The Avalon has now t has now taken the cake. It looks like a catfish trying to swallow a mackerel. Infinity Q Inspiration wants to ignite our lust for sedans. Does it succeed? Uh, I, it doesn't make me... The looks doesn't make me want one. I like it. Doesn't make me want one, though. Oh, also, that new Veloster still has that one door on the right side and none on the left, which still triggers me. Greatly. In fact, it borderline irritates me. I'm sorry, I like symmetry, and when there's no symmetry like that, I get very irritated. Very irritated. But now, for some actually really rather interesting news, but that's not... This won't be the best part. Actually, before I do that, uh, we have a new Bullet Mustang now, which is awesome. Looks good. 475 horsepower, 400 and some 50 pounds, maybe it's 420, because it has the GT500's intake, new exhaust, no badges, it's green. Looks cool, but that's not what I want to talk about right now. The 2019 Jeep Cherokee. I know I already said it, I didn't mean to say it so early on. The KL8 is now turbocharged with the same engine as the Wrangler, except it doesn't have the hybrid system. Interestingly enough, you can still get the 2.4 liter world gas engine, oddly enough. 
I thought the 2 liter would just replace it. Even though to be fair the 2.4 liter does have some minor changes and even the 3.2 does. But if you ask me, I have a feeling that this 2 liter turbo is definitely going to be the vehicle to have. Or the engine to have. It has 270 horsepower, one down on the on the V6, but 295 pounds, almost 300 pound feet of torque. The V6 has 239. And you want to know what the 2.4 has? 180 horsepower and 170 pound-feet of torque. The 2.0-liter is the engine to have. The turbo is optional on every trim but the base, where the V6 is optional. It, sorry, except where it's standard on the base one, I suppose, including on the Trailhawk. And the 2.4 is the base engine for the Latitude and the Limited front-wheel drive. And the Trailhawk is V6 standard and the turbo optional. Once again, turbo. Go for the turbo. It's also lost a few. I think it's lost... 200 pounds just through you know smarter usage of light materials which is great that's better for efficiency other things are nine speed automatic updates trailhawk off-road improvements a push a push push fuel door and capitalist fuel fill revised front rear and interior styling with standard by led headlamps led drls and led fog lamps a lightweight hands-free power lift gate something we've seen in the escape and i'm hey in the ford escape and I'm glad to see here now when and it also opens when it senses the key and foot motion under the bumper five new wheel designs new colors and a dual pane sunroof better cargo volume 24 cubic feet and more convenient storage space and it's still it's not the class leading storage but it's still the smallest of the class but hey it's still a lot closer to the class number four new jeep jeep active one setup with new rear drive module to cut weight fourth generation you connect system seven or 8.4 inch touchscreen seven inch b the new standard which is sweet i won't get into everything here you can see an article on that soon on more there the point being it's a much much updated cherokee and if you're gonna get one i don't care if the two liter is more expensive i still think a lot of you guys should go for that if you are planning on getting it it's the better of the two other engines the much better of the two other engines and now for the gravy the 2019 ram 1500 it is finally here when it was unveiled i lost my mind for about two days lost my mind could barely have any speech barely any comprehensible speech just mostly gibberish and i will tell you what i have never wanted a truck more than now i know for track days and stuff i was always going to need a tow rig i now know exactly what that tow rig is going to be i won't get into everything here once again that'll be reserved for the article but it is 225 pounds lighter. It has a mild hybrid system that boosts the V6 by the 3.6 liter Pentastar V6, of course, by about 30 pound feet of torque, if I remember correctly. And it boosts the 5.7 liter Hemi V8 by 130 pound feet of torque. And while the Hemi is relatively unchanged at 395 horsepower with, if I, if I remember correctly, improvements, that's not completely the meat of this truck. It is now more efficient, it is lighter, and it is a lot stronger. And not to say that the old truck was not as good looking, but this truck is amazing! The big rig style is still there, there is no crosshairs, some of you will probably have pitchforks at Ram's neck for that. But even still, I don't mind the fact. I don't mind that it does not have any crosshairs. Because it makes up for not having crosshairs in everything else. The Ram box is back and the interior. The interior. I like interiors, but that's not, for me, that's not my bread and butter. I really like looking at exteriors more, generally. But the interior of this truck makes me go, hallelujah, for 365 days of the year. It is, they have, uh, 
I thought the Jeep Wrangler was amazing for its interior, and it is. But the Ram is even better. It has a 12-inch screen now, alongside the 8.4, which personally I'd probably go for the 8.4. I don't need a I don't need a 12-inch screen. As cool as it looks, I don't need a 12-inch screen. But it's just the Rebels back. You have the limited, the Laramie Longhorn, the Laramie, the Laramie Black, the Bighorn, and then the Tradesman, and they have the HFB, which is their fuel efficiency model, which is coming, if I remember correctly, next year. And for those of you that have been hearing about the split tailgate, that's coming a little bit later. I don't know if it's next year. The diesel is coming next year, the 3-liter Eco Diesel. That's next year. But we have enough stuff right now that's already interesting to keep us intrigued, I'll say, for a very long time now. But I am praying that this and the JL Wrangler are at the Denver will be at the Denver Auto Show in a few months from now. But I'm telling I am so ready. So ready to see this truck in the flesh. It well done. Very well done. Very, very, very well done. I want that truck now. I was never so excited for a reveal. The last time I was so excited for a reveal was when the, the Gen 5 Viper was coming out. And that that Ram 1500, I think, very nearly beat it. Very nearly beat that for for excitement. Just incredible. Like I said, the article will get into way more details than I than I will here today. But utterly amazing is all I have to say for right now. Anyway, I hope you all enjoy it, and I will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye, until next time.